For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Jeff Caves here in Flower Mound, Texas, a special edition of the Kingdom of Pod because the college football playoff has expanded. We'll get to that on the Believe Podcast Network, brought to you by uh, Bet Online. Carl Benson's going to join me. What a unique perspective Carl has on this expansion as a former Group of Five guy, commissioner of three different conferences. Uh, a lot to say about this. Don't want to miss that in just about five minutes. But, you know, just my initial thoughts. You know, first and foremost, look, we've all read about it, so I'm not going to go through what we already know, that uh, it's a 12-team structure. It still has to be approved by the commissioners throughout the country and then the presidents and the chancellors. Um, uh, there's people like Brett McMurphy from Stadium out there reporting that, hey, uh, this is going to be a done deal. They're going to start it after 23, and away we go or the, with the 23 season. And uh, so we'll – take some of that at face value and, and, and look at it. But what does it mean for Boise State at the end of the day? That, that I think that's what everybody uh, would first and foremost want to know. And, and this just gives them a realistic shot, I think, at, at, at not only playing for a national championship, uh, but also hosting a game in Albertson Stadium. If they can get into a uh, five, six, seven, or eight seed, um, they can host uh, the 9, 10, or 11, or 12 team at Albertson Stadium. For example, last year, if this... Uh, system were in place, Cincinnati would have hosted Georgia. Think of how big that would be. Not only do you get a Power 5 team on your turf, you get a lot at stake. And if you win that game, you go to a big bowl game, one of the big six. And so that's all positive. And I could see fans following the team from there. They get excited with that game, and they get a home game, and they hit the road. I think that's a positive thing. Uh, in the past, I felt Boise State football fans lived for BCS bowl games or New Year's Day six bowl games. And you know, the conference championship was exciting, but if it weren't in Vegas, I don't think it'd be that well attended. Uh, we'll see what happens with it going to Los Angeles. They're going to have to get a tremendous amount of help, I think, from the alums on the West Coast to to want to go down there for that. Uh, but this is just the evolution of the, of the program for everybody in the group of five. And it's a positive thing that they just have one more thing to play for. Uh, you could also say that, if we thought that going to the American Athletic Conference was the, the best ticket to getting into the college football playoff, well, we were wrong. Uh, they ultimately have flexed on that. I'll be curious to see what kind of money is coming in the group of five-way and how they split up this uh, 12 ways, uh, th th this money that may or may not be coming from ESPN. I would think it is going to come from ESPN. Um, so in the meantime, we'll just have to, again, take everybody at face value and and say that it, it's, a, it's a great opportunity. And... You didn't have to go to the AAC for it. I still think the AAC is the better place to go for a lot of other reasons. And those other reasons include better ticket sales at home, better opponents coming in, and just better marketing for the football program. And, and I think those that were closest to it in the previous regime felt that way. Uh, the guys that are in there now, Andy and his staff and, and Dickie, they're just building a program, man. They're just getting it started. They got 
tons of things that come ahead of that and they don't have time for some of that stuff and they really don't want the distraction they want the focus on if you're dicky and his group selling tickets selling tickets selling tickets selling tickets because they need that revenue desperately to balance the books in that athletic department and to, and to take it forward so it's very 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 important and i think the aac would have helped with that but nonetheless you know the aac is not going to be the power six conference either uh, that dream didn't come to fruition it didn't work out and so you can forget about that angle uh, as well. Um, I think it was a great attempt. I admire Oresco for what he did in a lot of respects. Uh, there's a, still a lot of work for Boise State to be done, though. You, you look back at the college football playoff era. They had the great run in 14, but uh, that was it. And um, they still got a couple of years at, at this system to get into a New Year's Day 6 bowl game and, and change that around. Um, the, I think the group of five has a lot of work to do. I mean, they've, yeah, they've had a Cincinnati here and a UCF there, um, but there's been plenty of years where they didn't have anybody in the top 12. Uh, they've been 16, 17, 18. Even the Pac-12s had champions in that 15, 16, 17, 18, 20 range. Uh, we'll see how that goes as we get closer to that. And Carl Benson, I think, will point out uh, some of that as well when we get a chance to talk uh, to the commissioner. Let's talk to you, though. We are in June, heating up. A ton of exciting sports action. Bet online is where you can find it. Basketball, hockey playoffs, uh, all the big matchups and baseball, prop bets, futures. Bet online has the latest odds, news, information for all your online sports betting needs. So get over there to their website. Get your mobile device and join them, and you'll receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So before that next tip-off, face-off, or pitch, head on over to Bet Online and start playing today. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, Carl Benson has been a guest on the Kingdom of Pod uh, several times, and I do appreciate that very much. Former commissioner of the MAC, the WAC, and the Sunbelt Conference, now retired and living in, in Denver, Colorado. Uh, Carl, let's get to it. The big news, of course, the CFP proposing, or the committee of four, including Craig Thompson of the Mountain West, to go from four to 12. So here we are, Carl, uh, seven years into a 12-year deal. Uh, people are reporting that there's pressure on the system. Is that why they're ready to jump from four to 12, basically, in some respects, overnight? Well, it didn't surprise me that that it didn't go the full 12 years. And, you know, when you say the pressure on the system, the last time it took a couple of years of, of controversy to, to go from two teams to four. And I think that over the course of the, you know, the, the five years and six years of, of the existing uh, CFP that, uh, that there's been bubbling uh, of controversy and, need for uh, for it to be you know, larger and you know, I think the the general public is you know has demanded um, I think to some extent even though it's been silent I'm I'm guessing that ESPN certainly is not opposed to a to more content mm -hmm. and so you know, I think that they were prepared to to uh, to do this now rather than wait so I think it's a it's a, I think it's a, it's a good, it's a good outcome for you know, the health of college football. Did, did COVID, you know, did COVID just speed things up, Jeff? Yeah. In terms of, I think so. The financial, you know, the yeah. financial demands. Yeah. I think the answer would be yes. Yeah. So, in 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 respects to ESPN, because they have a couple more years on that contract past 2023, where uh, guys like McMurphy and others are saying that's the earliest this 
change could occur, the four to 12 move, uh, and ESPN would still have a couple of years on their contract at that point, they're going to have to be motivated to want to tear it up and redo something for that two-year period maybe because I'm sure if you're them, Carl, the CFP people, don't you want to go to bid? Don't you want to put this out to anybody and everybody? Unless, you know, I mean, you know, ESPN could, you know, play their cards. I believe that, that, you know, they are going to, to tear it up for two years. So, and then, and then take the risk of losing it all together. Right. So my guess is that their bargaining chip is that you know, they're ready to, they're ready to renegotiate uh, as soon as possible. And if that means it's going to take, you know, following the, the 20, you know, 22, 23 season. Um, I think that, that that's, uh, that's something that the CFP will have to, uh, you know, to, to debate internally as to whether the money for that 12 teams that ESPN is willing to pay and how many years out. You know, this last time was a 12-year deal. You know, what's, what's this next one going to be? Um, my guess is it'll be shorter. Yeah. Yeah, I think everybody's going to go on the short side. But, Carl, when we look at the history of this, yeah, how big of a win is it for Group of Five? Most national commentators that have weighed in point that this is a slam dunk win for the Group of Five, period, and they kind of move on from there. As somebody who's been in that role, how do you see it? You know, it reminds me a little bit when when the CFP was first, or when the BCS was first created, and and that automatic window was given. And I remember huddling with my commissioner colleagues about that first year, the 1996 season, how important it was going to be that that the the group of five representative, the first time that a group of five team got in, how important it was going to be for them to to deliver. And and we even talked about you know, how collectively could we all work together to, to generate maximum number of tickets sold and, and fan travel and that the five of us would, it would work together to make sure that, that we were successful, that the, the group of five team was successful. And, and lo and behold, you know, Boise State pulls it off and in the, in the Boise State and the WAC do it on their own in year one and take 30,000 plus fans and deliver a, you know, a, a game to, to Fox that, you know, that it ended up being an award-winning, you know, uh, event of the year. And, and so they, they got off to just this great start. But we were always worried about what happens, what happens if Central Michigan, with all due respect to Central Michigan, is that first team playing in Phoenix, Arizona, with a limited fan base. We didn't have to worry about it. it uh, you know, the, the group of five, whether it was Boise State in year one, even, uh, even year two in Hawaii, you know, bombed in the game, the, the Hawaii fans delivered in, in New Orleans and Boise State and TCU delivered in you know, 2010. And, um, but I think that same pressure, Jeff, comes now that, uh, okay, we got a team into the, into the real playoff now. Right. You know, we, better, we better deliver and the TV ratings better be good and the fans better travel. Carl, when it comes to winners and losers, Craig Thompson would appear – to have a, a career-boosting legacy win. And I don't quite know uh, where Mike Oresco falls on this. He always wanted this bid to himself. He wanted to be the Power Six Conference. 
but he kind of pushed the envelope to maybe open everybody's eyes. So uh, do, do you see it as a win-lose? Uh, do you see Oresco as a, as a win? How, how do you look at it? You know, interesting. When I saw the reports yesterday and, and the way that they crafted the, the language, you know, that uh, it wasn't designated as a, as a group of five slot. It was to the top six, right. you know, rated conferences. And when I first saw that, that six, it reminded me of, you know, of the American Power Six uh, campaign. And then, you know, and so my first reaction was, damn, Oresco pulled this off. He got into the, he got into the group of six. And, uh, and obviously that wasn't the case, but uh, still, I think, you know, Mike knows that, you know, that his conference over the course of the last seven years, you know, would have been the, the recipient of, you know, of, of several, you know, teams in the, you know, in the playoff and, five. and he's still, he's still five out of the seven. So yeah. He still believes that, you know, that his conference is, is above the others and, and they, you know, they have characteristics, whether it's overall budgets, whether, you know, what they're paying their coaches, mm-hmm. so the American has definitely separated themselves, you know, from the other four conferences. And my guess is that he's expecting that, that he's going to be the, you know, the, the uh, recipient uh, more often than not, but it's still, you know, my goal both at the WAC and, and at the Sun Belt was, you know, to, to get a team selected. And fortunately at the WAC, we had two Boise State appearances and a, and a Hawaii finish. And, you know, if this had been in place last year, a Coastal Carolina out of the Sun Belt would have been, um, you know, in the, in the mix. So right. the Mac had a team, Mac had a team with, with Northern Illinois and, in Western Michigan, mm-hmm. you know, during that period of time. And I don't think Conference USA ever sent a team mm-hmm. into the New Year's Day or into the, into the BCS. So, but uh, still, I think it's, uh, it's definitely, you know, as a commissioner, it's going to be, you know, why, why can't we as Sunbelt, MAC, Mountain West, Conference USA, be that team that, uh, you know, that is the highest ranked conference champion how does the money scratch out here we know that a new year's day six bowl appearance has x amount of millions of dollars of value to a group of five uh, school and conference and a group period uh do you think the money with 12 teams involved will be considerably more about the same or somewhere in between that's a good 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 question and uh you know i think that the again if it's similar to the contract, the, the $475 million rights fee that, that ESPN was paying the CFP did not distinguish how much of that went to the group of five. That was negotiated after the, the deal was done. And, and, and the group of five was able to, to get this 23%, 24% number and if if we assume that that the 475 is going to multiply by x you know will that 24 percent you know stay in place uh, or will it be renegotiated uh downward um and again we were at the when, when that 24 percent was was agreed upon it was a gift from the power five to the group of five 
And, and again, I, I don't know how it will be structured, you know, going forward, but, uh, you know, regardless, it, I think that there will be, there has to be some financial increase for, you know, for that, that guaranteed spot, uh, you know, for the overall value. And then it's up to, as it was before, then the group of five split that, you know, $95 million a year, um, you know, between ourselves. And that was, that was subject just to the group of five. Hey, Carl, how do you see the effect on the bulls? Uh, I think McMurphy of stadium uh, said that he had it on authority that four to 10 bowl games will be gone by 23. And uh, yet at the same time, the campus playoff games will produce four schools that will lose those games. And it's unlikely that they would go into the bowl system at that point, and that those games are going to take place anywhere from one to two weeks after the first weekend in December when the conference championship games occur. There seems to be maybe a collision of time slots, Carl, as you look at the very busy bowl calendar starting that Friday, uh, two weeks after the conference championships, there's a tremendous amount of bowl activity Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and you know, the NFL owns Sunday. So uh, what about the effect on, on the bulls? It'd be interesting to, to see how ESPN, you know, responds to that this, this past year due to COVID, you know, they had, they had several games canceled Hawaii, Bahamas, one of the Dallas games, I believe. And I don't know how many others, you know, how, how does ESPN evaluate their, their bull business outside of the, you know, out of the CFP and how many of those games might be subject to the cancellation. Uh, and then you start looking, including Boise. I mean, Boise now, you know, being, the, you know, the potato uh, bowl is now part of that ESPN inventory. And mm-hmm. so, you know, does ESPN, you know, hold true to all their, their existing bowl partners? Uh, then you look at maybe another tier of bowls that that have been kind of the tweener, so to speak, uh, but have depended on uh, you know the Power Five to, to deliver teams. Right. Independence Bowl, Independence Bowl being one. Right. Um, Liberty Liberty Bowl being one. If, Mobile, Alabama, four, another one. Yeah. If if um, if four of those Power Five teams are eliminated. From the bowl business, I mean, from the bowl structure, you know, those are four, four what used to be premium teams for yeah. those tweener, those tweener bowls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe it's the independent bowls. I, I don't know. It seems like those NFL bowls in Los Angeles and San Francisco, they have different financial structures and how they do things. But at the end of the day, Carl, it, it feels like for the group of five. If they can get themselves in a position to host a first-round playoff game, that is almost the best-case scenario other than a bye. And getting a five-through-eight-seeded team will be very important. It's happened twice in seven years, so it's not entirely impossible. But isn't that where it's at, having Cincinnati hosting Georgia like they would have in 2020? I think that that now... I'm sure that that becomes the American goal, you know, that they've been so close and, and they, they've had a Cincinnati, they've had a UCF that, you know, that, that was in the, in the mix for the, the final four. And now, 
you know, their goal has got to be in that, you know, that sure that they still hope to get a team in the top four, but if not, then, then five, five to eight, you know, conference like the Sunbelt, you know, conference USA, the Mac, you know, might just say, Hey, let's just, let's just, you know, be in that, uh, you know, that, uh, that 10 or 11 or 12 spot and, and get our chances and, and get the exposure. But, uh, you were mentioning, you know, Craig's legacy. Um, you know, I don't know what, how much influence he had mm-hmm. on this uh, outcome. Uh, but, you know, if, if they hadn't, if the group of five hadn't been accommodated and hadn't been given this, this type of, of uh, access, you know good and well that the, the fans and the critics would have been it would have been criticizing Craig, so I hope that that he is looked at in this in terms of of being the the, the voice of the group of five, and that he should take credit, you know, for this uh, for this big uh, I think this big success for the group of five. Carol, thanks for the perspective. Historic uh, moves for college football right now. It's been good talking to you about it. Always done. Thanks, Jeff. Thanks very, very much to Carl Benson for the uh, recap on the college football playoff expansion and all the news uh, that come around that. Just one quick ad, uh, Boise State football quarterback recruit. Very important coming up for the 22 class. Caden Hauser uh, had that elite 11 quarterback uh, invitation. Uh, it's the top high school quarterbacks in the country, and uh, it's a great opportunity for this kid. He plays at St. John Bosco, uh, same place that Halani came from. Uh, it's a great Southern California powerhouse, a private school, parochial school. And, you know, he's, he's had an injury. Uh, he, COVID knocked out a bunch of games. He was a, a, a co-starter, if you will. But he committed to Boise State in April. And quarterbacks typically don't go back on their word. And uh, he all of a sudden was getting recruited by Michigan State, who came in 30 days after Boise State came in on him. And they offered him, and he's taken an official visit there at last note, uh, coming up here June 25th. I wish he wouldn't. I'm sure the program doesn't, but it's different times. At the same time, he just finished a visit to Boise State. I'm sure they got back on the same page and uh, talked to him about why he would even bother going to East Lansing. But we'll see if he does it. You know, he could always call that off. So it's going to be very interesting. But in the meantime, I think we should look at the fact that recruiting's changed dramatically. It's not going to go backwards. It's going forward. So what uh, Dirk Cutter did or Hawk or Pete or Harson doesn't necessarily mean that's the way it's going to be in, in 2021. It's all about staying competitive and getting the best kids in the boat. And if kids want to take trips and do this, that, and the other, maybe that's the best route. And Andy can't talk about those things publicly, but I guarantee you they hang in with guys if they go through this for a reason. It's because they're worth it and they're good players. And if it doesn't work out uh, for him down the road at Boise State, he doesn't start early enough, he'll transfer uh, anyway for another opportunity. So I think it's the reality and the and the new normal of where everything is. Well, this is the new normal for you, I hope, for your Boise State football information. Give it to you weekly. I'll try to do that every uh, Friday for you during the summer. Let sort of the news pile up uh, during the week. Rate it, review it, uh, subscribe to it. If you don't, uh, you know, send me an email. JeffGaze54 at gmail.com, and I can just email it to you if that's what's easiest for you so you'll always have the latest on the Kingdom of Pod. Thanks for joining me. Talk to you next week. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, 
you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.